Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 188 of the Hawks Talk Podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks Podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson, joined today by my lovely co-host, Logan. Logan, how are you, man? Happy Christmas Eve, dog. The first, <laughs> to my knowledge, the first ever Christmas special. Woo! Woohoo! Yeah! Let's go! Um, things are not well. <laughs> Yeah, all right, let, let's do this real quick. All right, so, uh, you know, everybody, all the Hawks Talks listeners, you were on the nice list, therefore you got two pre-Christmas uh, episodes. Uh, anyways, yeah, the team kind of sucks right now, dog, so let's get into it. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a long time since we've recorded one, I think six games, which is kind of a lot. Um, of course, that involved two back-to-backs. Thank you, Adam Silver, you fucking ghoul of a man. <laughs> but, um, you know, we've... Uh, we're back to our losing ways. You know, the Hawks had the Hawks won three out of four. Uh, I think uh, I guess it was like last week, maybe a week and a half ago, because, you know, we we beat the Pistons. We beat the Raptors then we beat the Rockets. We're feeling pretty good, man. But since then, we've uh, we've lost our last two. We've lost our last two. We uh, just took a just took a classic Heat's loss. Just another one. Like always, it's the same game every single time. Uh, lost by nine points and then lost by six points yesterday to the Grizzlies. Um, now we have that uh, quote-unquote journalist um, that asked John Morant about being like being ranked in Twitter polls behind Jalen Brunson or whatever. That guy's attacking Hawks fans because he's a 41-year-old man with nothing else to do with his life. Um, and who else to indulge the argument about Hawks fans TV? <laughs> Our greatest ambassador. Um, just going out there starting... Starting Twitter drama on Christmas Eve, so that's always fun. Um, but yeah, no, uh, we just keep losing. Um, you know, <laughs> just just uh, just like I think we're five games below five hundred again. Let me look. Hawks record. I think we're yeah twelve and seventeen. Yep, twelve uh, seventeen. We are currently the eleventh seed, so we're actually currently a game out of the plans. Not that it matters. Not even thirty games in, but just for frame of reference, uh, three and seven our last ten. I think in because of allegedly Jalen Johnson comes back on Tuesday, our next game against the Bulls. Uh, in the non-Jalen Johnson era, the the injury era, I think we went uh, four and ten, four and ten. I think we went, um, which is just so much worse than I could have imagined. Um, big part of that was, you know, AJ Griffin had to step away for whatever it is he's dealing with. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, I think, has missed three or four games. Trey Young missed a game. DeJounte Dijon, did not miss a game. You had Capella miss a game, I believe. It's the classic December injury bug for the Hawks. Um, I don't know, man. I, there, there's a lot of things we can talk about. I'm not going to like, like, I'm not freaking out because I've sort of resigned that this season is just kind of off the rails. But it, it just, it would have been nice to, uh, it's just we keep losing by close margins, Jackson. Can we just pull one of these out? I just that's all I want. I just want to pull one of these games out. We've lost by eleven or fewer points basically every game this year, except for the in season tournament game against the Cavaliers. Every other loss is like by at most eleven points. And I know eleven points sounds like a lot. Eleven points in the modern NBA is nothing. That is it can be four possessions. <laughs> like it's it's just it's it's very it's annoying. It's disheartening. Uh, it's uh, qu- frankly, it's quite miserable. Um, you got you got Dejounte going dark on Twitter. You got people freaking out over it. You got people. Uh, I mean, 
some Hawks fans are losing their minds, man. Like it's just they're eating each other. We're all eating each other, but that's that's Jackson. That's why you and me, the most level-headed people in the Hawks world. That's why I never thought I'd see this day come, really. But you know the uh, the people who like, and I'm not trying to sound like a victim complex because I really don't. I'm just poking fun at this. Like Logan, we, me, and you have received like tons of like not hate, for example, but like people who have like critiqued us and saying that like me and you are like the ultimate doomers. Oh, you do those doom casts, you know? You just you're not like a real fan, like you say you are. You're you're just here to spread negativity. Listen, think about us what you want, but lately, me and Logan, we've been the level-headed ones. Listen, give it, you know, hey, give us our flowers. We've done our job, but um, yeah, I mean, honestly, Logan, to kind of summarize it, like. This like it. You said it best. The season kind of truly has gone like off the rails ever since Jalen Johnson went down. Um, just it's been terrible since that game. No idea why Kyle Kuzma had to do that. Yeah, I'm still salty about it, honestly. Uh, but looking at the same time, you know, as wishing Jalen Johnson went back, and also in the midst appreciating like how good he is that we're such a different team without him. I just need to say, you know, it's kind of disappointing, and I'm not trying to point the finger at anyone here because people are still relatively new to our jobs that the Hawks are so reliant on a third-year player, who's really a second-year player because he didn't literally did not play in year one. But, you know, it's just kind of funny to think about that. The Hawks are so reliant on him because this team is truly a case. It's night and day between having Jalen Johnson and not having Jalen Johnson, which truly does speak to the fact of how good of a basketball player he is, but also speaks fact to what I was just hinting at. Uh, this roster is not very good. Let's just call it what it is, people. Um, it's okay to have fan favorites. It's okay to have your favorite players. We all do. Um, but listen, people, this team is as in its current form. I mean, you know, this team has solid players, legit good players. You know, Trey Young, DeJounte, Bogey. I mean, Trey and Bogey are playing some of the best, best basketball of their careers right now. Would you agree with that, Logan? Oh, yeah, 100%. We are, we've wasted and at the many same a masterclass. <laughs> and at the same time, like, you have guys like DeJounte. Like, I know there's been a lot of hate and vitriol thrown at DeJounte's way. Like, he went dark on social media, and I think it was in a part because of that. We talked about that last, last episode where it seems like Hawks, the fan base has kind of just made DeJounte the villain this year, right or wrong. Um, Akongu has been fine, but at the same time, like, this roster just has so many glaring holes and weaknesses. It's just, it's too much to overcome. And the stats kind of do speak to that, Logan. Like there was that post today that I saw that the Hawks are like, you know, if you look at like the advanced analytics, you know, I know there's a, always a controversy about those and, you know, how much we should rely on them for context when it comes to team. But like in terms of net rating difference, like the Hawks are genuinely in the top 10 of the league. They only trail like eight or nine teams when it comes to it. But at the same time, we're five games below 500. We're 12 and 17. Like Logan said, it doesn't really matter because we're, you know, 30 games in the season, but we're literally not in the play on spots right now. So I don't know, man. It's just, uh, it's just kind of disappointing at the same time because Logan, you said this and the Hawks aren't getting blown out in every game. I mean, it's not like we're going out there and losing by 10 or 20. I mean, the Hawks are losing legit close games that slip away at the end. So it's just been unfortunate. You know, the frustrations are high in our fan base. The tensions are high in this fan base. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, stuff is going on behind the scenes as well. I mean, you know, Trey Young, you know, I said this a couple of minutes ago, but like Trey Young and uh, Bogey are playing some of the best basketball of the career, and it's not amounting to wins, and that's what's paramount. I mean, the stats are cool, but, you know, wins are what matter. And, you know, I, I saw you got a tweet about it yesterday. I mean, Trey is like on a streak of legitimately having 30 points, 10 assists in so many games now, and it's just not amounting to wins, so. It's just unfortunate, man. It's, it's It genuinely is a rough time. Like, I, I'm sorry that the holiday podcast has started off with such a depressing tone, but I, I, you know, we want to give it to you real instead of, you know, just, uh, just, you know, coming on here and kind of, you know, lying, frankly. But, uh, 
Logan, how are how are you feeling on a personal level? I'm curious. I mean, you obviously said you kind of feel like the season's a wash, but do you have any more thoughts on that, or is you know is that just yeah, uh, yeah this is just what it is, what it is, you know? I mean, I just like I've seen some people say like either Quinn Snyder or Landry Fields is a fraud, um, which I mean Landry Fields has not proven himself of anything. Um, I think he's made a lot of good moves, but you know he hasn't proven himself. I get it, but it's like. Why Why are Hawks fans themselves ignoring the, the very blatant and obvious reasons why we're struggling right now? Um, we would be fine if... I think I think almost anyone else on the roster other than Trey Young could have gotten hurt and we would have been okay except Jalen Johnson. You can obviously bring up the argument, well, then why is the roster built so poorly, uh, I guess, to accommodate for that? Um, that's valid, but also there's not a lot of players like Jalen Johnson. He's a very specific archetype that's... Uh, you know, kind of difficult to find an actual good one. Like Cam Reddish was in that archetype, but he's not actually good. Jalen Johnson's that archetype. He is actually good. And then that's the reason why he sort of changed a lot of stuff for us. But I just, I, I'm just, I can't bring myself to like freak out on the, on the like large scale of this thing. Yeah. You know what? I'm a little worried that Tony wrestler is like actually just going to be cheap. Like the whole time. I, I really kept telling myself, when we had a roster worth going into the tax for, he'd go into the tax for it. Maybe not. Um, because yes, using the middle of exception on a wing or something, a decent wing, a wing better than either of the Matthews on our team would have been good, but it also would not be the difference between us being five games under 500 and five games above 500 right now, or even 500 period right now. Like we have had injuries. Uh, we've had a tough schedule. We've had almost exclusively close losses, um, the team just has a couple lapses in execution. The team, I hate to sound like this guy, but the team just get hosed by the ref, ref, like every single ref staff very re- uh, regularly. Every time we play the Heat, you already know they're shooting another 15 to 20 more free throws than us. Last night against the Grizzlies, uh, pretty bad. Every time you play the Heat, the Sixers, <laughs> you know it's the Celtics, you know it's going to be terrible. We haven't played the Lakers yet, but... We'll see how it goes when we get them because we obviously will play them twice this year. Looks like we don't play them until January, and then I guess both games are in January. Um, and it just—it sounds like I'm making excuses, but I, I honestly, in my head, I feel like I'm making like <laughs> those are the legitimate reasons why we're struggling. We wouldn't be a great team uh, if if we were, you know, healthy and whatever. But I feel like. I feel like my prediction of we would win 47 games would be pretty accurate had Jalen Johnson not missed a pretty crucial 15-game stretch. Um, it just is what it is. But I get it. You guys have every right to complain about the you know tone, the wrestlers not paying or whatever. Um, people always going to bring up the Kevin Herter stuff, <laughs> the DeLon Wright stuff. Dude, we'll never um, escape it. We'll never escape it. It is what it is. You I swear, gotta, Kevin, gotta... Kevin, Kevin Herter is just not the guy that people... <laughs> You you would think he's playing at an MVP level, really. He's, I've, been, he's I've put, said this he's put, times. He's putting up worse stats than Sadiq Bay for reference. Now I get it. He's probably he is probably a decent defender over in Sacramento. Like he always showed flashes of being average to goodish on defense. He's probably doing that, but like he's legitimately maybe the fifth or sixth most important player in the Kings right now. Are you guys actually telling me that you would want Kevin Herter minutes eating into bogey's minutes right now, eating into DJ's minutes right now? Some of y'all probably would, because for some reason y'all have picked DJ as as, as, like the reason why we aren't winning it. You know, the the one seed right now. Um, No idea why I I guess you just, you know, it was the big trade and you want him to fix everything and he didn't, but whatever. Um, 
but you know. But yes, of course, the team should have added one or two or three actual decent perimeter defenders, not Wesley Matthews. Um, they should have done something with the Patty Mills contract to try and flip him for some type of player that can play defense. Um, they could have signed maybe somebody at MLE. I will say free agency sucked this past year, so I, I don't want to, like, hindsight, like, bias that because free agency was pretty brutal um, to the point where we were, like, asking for, like, Yuta Wat- Wat- Watanabe, Wat- Watanbe. I'm still not exactly sure how to pronounce his name, so I apologize for like mispronouncing that um, to the point where I was saying like, Oh, I really hope we get AO. D- 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 new. <laughs> like it w- we were down bad. Like the free agency just sucked. Um, but that, you know, objectively Landry and the wrestlers had to do a better job adding defense perimeter defensive team because Hunter is what he is on defense. He he's good against big forwards, but he's not a good perimeter defender against guards or, or, you know, explosive guys. DJ is who he is on defense. He's just not really a like lockdown guy. He's really more of like a help uh, sort of gamble type defender. Um, Capella has been great for a week or two now, but he's a, he is who he is. Congo is like all these guys. We know who they are. We knew Sadiq Bay was a bad defender. You had to add like two legitimate perimeter defenders, um, and they didn't. So they will either have to do it during the trade deadline or they're going to have to make it their first, second and third priority in the off season because we have two first round picks. We have many tradable contracts. They're going to, uh, you know, they're going to have to do it. And maybe it involves Tony wrestler being a cheap ass. Once again, maybe it doesn't, I'm, I'm optimistic. It doesn't, but I'm just, you know, I, I think people are just, I, I get it. You're upset, but I'm just, I'm not that like, it is what it is, man. If, if this is a step back season, then so be it. Like, they're part of the reason why I'm not too upset is you, you have seen te- years where teams like it's not a straight linear projection uh, or like ascension to go from like a mediocre team to a great team. Um, but, you know, sometimes you have bad years and you got to like, you know, it helps you realize what you truly need and maybe who can go and who can stay, which I think that's a valuable thing that we get this year. Um, and I think in the long run, I, I honestly think we'll be okay. One last thing, I've been rambling. I saw like somebody posted like our last twelve hundred games or six hundred and six hundred or something, or no, five hundred and five hundred over our last thousand. Oh games. god, dude, that 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 post is cursed, dude. I'm no, sorry. No, but here's the thing, Jackson. That's just how it fucking works. That's what large sample sizes are. Of course we're close to five hundred. I'm gonna look up all NBA teams past one thousand games. I get it. Being exactly five hundred is kind of crazy. I get it. But it's like that's how long large sample sizes work. Unless you're the Celtics or the Lakers or the polar opposite side of the spectrum, like the Kings or the Hornets. Yeah. It, you, like you're going to be pretty close to 500. That's, that's how it works. That's how it works. You generally don't like, that's just, I, that, that, that angered me a little bit. I get, it was funny that it was exactly 500. I do get the irony in that, but are you going to tell me, and look me eye in the eyes as a as a fellow Hawks fan to be like the last ten years have been mediocre. No, it's had ups and downs because that's what sports is. It's ups and downs. We had t- we had a year where we won sixty games. We had two Eastern Conference Finals. We had multiple years where we were the worst fucking team in the league. Damn near. Like it's not you know it it, it, it evens out. I don't. I'm not sure what people were expecting, but um, maybe I sound like a yeah like an idiot right now. But. I don't know that that just I like rolled my eyes at that. I'm like oh brother, and this is this shit's gonna do numbers too. <laughs> like. 
Lo and behold. <laughs> it did do numbers. You know it's bad whenever like I, I I checked my notifications, like three different people had sent it to me. I was like, Yeah, I'm not responding to this. <laughs> I don't want this conversation, bro. But um yeah, I mean, I think you had a lot of good points in what you said, Logan. Like obviously progression isn't linear, something we said a lot. Um, I kind of want to ask you something and then I'll kind of we'll circle back to my thoughts on it. You know, you know what this podcast is, Logan. I mean, you know the jokes, but uh in about a week and a month, we're gonna be coming up to the NBA trade deadline. Um, I, I know stuff can change in a week and a month that objectively is a long time. There's a lot of games to be played, but, uh, up until this point into the season, let's, you know, scrap the realistic view. If you were Landry Fields, if you're Tony wrestler, if you had the control to do whatever you want to, what would, uh, be your, what would be how you feel going to this deadline? Are you buying? Are you selling? If you are buying, who are you looking at? If you're selling, who are you looking at on the team? But I'm just curious what you oh, I mean, I mean the next are you month, saying Pat as well. That could happen. The, the next month completely determines that if Jalen comes back. Let's say Jalen comes back, Hunter gets a little bit healthy. We get healthier, and we get back up to 500. We get two games above 500 by, like, January. You know, we're, we're actually in the mix again. Then I'm not selling. I'm not going to sell. Like, if you can trade, you know, kind of like last year, you traded some stuff for Sadiq Bay, but it didn't really, like, put a huge dent into the assets that you have. Um, if you can trade and get, like, a decent perimeter defender and I do it it's entirely defend, uh, dependent on the next month if they continue to just be not a good team then I mean I, I said this last podcast if they keep sucking like the next month they keep sucking why why keep Capella I get Capella's an important player he's a streaky player but he's important if we keep sucking why keep him just trade him rip off the band-aid start a Kongu every game every game just just do it uh, you can Hunter is a little bit different because I think Hunter just it's a little bit more of a value proposition with him. Even though, honestly, Hunter's been pretty solid this year on the whole, especially offensively. He he just he is who he is. He's never going to take that next step forward. He's never going to be even a fringe all-star. He's always just going to be like that starter level guy. But I wouldn't trade him. I just, I'd be like, if we still suck in a month's time, you know, we're, we're nearing the deadline because I believe the deadline's what, like mid-February, something along those lines. Um. If you're getting to that point, then yeah, I'd say trade Capella. Um, I would not, I would not trade for Siakam. Uh, allegedly, uh, because of course there were some rumors. Allegedly, during the our trip to Toronto, actually no, not the trip to Toronto, the uh, G League game against the G League All Star team or whatever it was. Um, apparently, Landry is talking with uh, the front uh, Raptors front office, presumably about Siakam or, or some other associated deal. Um, I would not do it unless you get him for absolutely cheap and it's just like a fuck it, let's see what happens type of thing. But even then, I'm still not sure about the fit with Jalen Johnson's emergence. I would not do the marketing trade just because I just... Of how much it costs and I don't want to deal with Danny Ainge. There we go. Yeah, exactly. And I would not do the Knicks-DeJounte trade thing because one, fuck the Knicks. I'm not helping them <laughs> get to what they want. Uh, two, I'm not really sure that that makes any sense. I feel like that was completely fake and... Three, I just, I'm not excited to get rid of DJ like some of y'all are. Like, I like DJ. He is a good basketball player. Um, I don't want to trade him for Josh Hart, Quentin Grimes, and a protected first-round pick. I don't know about y'all, but that sounds like dog shit to me. Um, it just it just is. Like, we literally, every time we have to pay role players, we trade them. Because, you know, point being, if you're... The Tony wrestler, bad, broke, et cetera, guy, which is valid. You can't also be like the trade for, you know, we need four more 
role players that each make $15 million a year because those two things aren't compatible. If we trade for former role players all making $15 million a year, guess what we're going to trade away <laughs> like the very next season? Four role players all making $15 million a year. Like, you just, you, you know, put two and two together. If, if you're going to trade DeJounte, you're going to be doing it f- to free up money and for draft picks. You're not going to be doing it for Josh Hart. Um, so, unless Tony Wrestlers has a change of heart. But um, Anyway, Jackson, I hate to give the cop-out answer, but I'm not committed to anything right now. We have another 15, 20 games before we're really at the like midpoint of the season. And at that point, I think that's when you say, like, <laughs> you know, like just just give it up or, you know, we're ready to actually make a push. No, I mean, I, I mean, I do feel like over this next month or so, you're going to have like a lot of time and games to evaluate. So I, I definitely do feel like your answer is fair. But Logan, it's just. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, it's not a boring answer. It's just a realistic answer. You know what I mean? Like, you know, in a podcasting world, sometimes I just want to be like, yeah, burn it down, burn it to the ground or go by. Um, I, I want to touch on Siakam for a minute because I swear this dude has been just living in every Hulk's article ever since uh, about the summer, honestly. But, um, you know, my feelings have never really wavered. I don't feel like it's the best thing in the world, but also, you know, I've come around. I don't think it's the worst thing ever. But I mean, honestly, Unless it's one of those things where you're getting him for super cheap and you're going to see how things play out. Hey, we might resign you in the which, summer. Which or honestly, you, or I, th- you- I think is the only option right now. Because like, what are what are you going to trade him for if you're the Raptors? Like, do you really think you're getting four assets back? Oh no, no. the no. Raptors have completely bottled this entire Siakam and possibly OG and Unami situation. Unless they bring OG back this summer, but Siakam, I truly think is cooked. A hundred percent. But they, yeah, what I, what I was going to say is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut oh, you I off. I was going to say no, you're all good. No, you're all good. I was going to say, alternatively, maybe you pay like a moderate price for Siakam under the guarantee from him and his agency. Hey, we're going to sign the contract extension. But what were you going to say, Logan? I was going to say the only thing saving the Raptors' ass is that Scotty Barnes is actually good now. Um, but, like, I don't even want to guarantee Siakam an extension because what if he comes over and it just it doesn't work out? Now, I get yeah, like, and I, I get there's a lot of legit, things. One of the worst things about Siakam is the contract. Yeah, the, the whole un- uncertainty with the contract. Um, I get Siakam does things that we need both on offense because he actually generates rim pressure, which only really Trey does and Jalen Johnson does on our team. Um, he's a good secondary slash tertiary playmaker. The defense, it's pretty good. Um, he's, you know, he's not going to fix our defense. Um, the shooting is clearly just not there, but it's like, why are we, it just doesn't, it's not a good fit. It's a worse fit than the DeJounte thing was. And the DeJounte thing is clearly not taking us to the next level. So the Siakam thing, like it would straight up have to be like, Here's Clint Capella, Patty Mills, and like a second round pick, or like maybe the Kings pick, maybe, maybe. And I know Raptors fans are like, "Are you fucking stupid? We're not doing that." That's my point. I don't want to give you fair value because it just doesn't make that much sense right now. But anyway, sorry, Jackson. I've been talking too much. Go ahead. No, you're all good. I'm glad that you get in your words. But uh, yeah, I mean, I do want to ask you something though, Logan. All right, now this is kind of a hypothetical scenario, but real quick, let's say over this next month, things kind of continue at the same trend. Like, let's not go too extreme and say we lose every game, but it's kind of the same trend, like below 500. There's a player on the Hawks right now, Logan, who's playing, not only playing the best basketball career, but also has a very unique skill set and does a thing. He does things that a lot of contenders would love to have who have, you know, their eyes on a deep playoff run. If you're the Hawks, you get to the trade deadline, you're thinking, hey, let's sell. I mean, obviously, the first names that come to mind are Capella, because of course, Hunter, because of course again, but uh, Logan, back to what I was kind of talking about a few seconds ago, 
Is there any way you might, and I know this is hearsay, I feel terrible saying this. I really want this guy to finish out his career in Atlanta, but also I do realize there's alternatives. Um, Logan, would there be any way if you go into the deadline with a seller's mindset, you're looking at Bogdan Bogdanovich oh. and possibly saying, hey, oh. we, we might trade you, dog. Hey, no. I'm just being real, Logan. No. I genuinely think at this point, I think you could get two good picks or a legit good young player for Bogey at this point. Which he's very valuable to us as well at the same time. But I'm just curious what you think. It's hearsay. I know. I apologize. But, hey, we got to talk about the tough to- topics, people. Uh, no. No. It would have to be a huge overpayment. It would. It really would. It really would. I Like, Bogey is signed on for many more years. Like, he's not leaving anytime soon. Um, let me just double check the contract because, obviously, we extended him last year. Um and I'll say it for the like the 15th time, a lot of y'all did not like the contract. Oh my god, and it gets progressively smaller, Jackson. The contract downscales. He's making the most money of his uh year of his contract this year. Oh my god. What what a what a job by Landry. Maybe maybe he's cooking. Maybe y'all are being too harsh on Landry. Anyway, um Bogey's here this year, next year, the year after. 26, 27, there's a club option for 16 million dollars. By that time, that'll probably be like 0.1% of the cap. I mean that's just that's a good contract. He's a great player. He is he's offense, just immediate offense. And even though I get like you would have to give me, I can't even think. You'd have to give me I'm trying to think of a real life example off the dome, Jackson. I'm trying to think of a real life example cuz you're looking at like a good team that that needs one more piece to make a push that that has picks and young and a young player like I'm trying to think of something realistic, Jackson, but it's hard. I don't know, man. Like, I would need a legit almost I'm a godfather offer is not the right word because that sounds a little ridiculous. But I need like I need a legit offer. I don't I don't want like one pick and salary. I don't I don't want just two picks and like complete filler. I want at least one real legit good pick and one real legit good young player. At least. At least. And then you'd have to have salary filler. Of like an actual decent role player. Like, I just don't want to do it, Jackson. To be straight up with you, I just don't want to do it. Like, I get it. He's a little bit older, but the team needs veterans. And he's just one of our best basketball players. There's no reason to get rid of him for anything less than an absolute insane overpay from the other team. I just, he he needs to be with us for many more years. I just, I don't want to. Imagine what this team would look like without Bogey right now. It, it, he's like third in the league and fourth or fifth in the league and made three pointers this year. Trey Young's like third. It's it, he. He is the quintessential Quinn Snyder bench guy slash friend like starter guy. He is perfect for what we got going on right now offensively. You just you would have to you'd have to frankly you'd have to hog Tommy to get me to get rid of Bogdanovich. I don't know why. I don't know why hog tie, but anyway. Um, I'm honestly a little upset Hawk that you even time. brought that up, Jackson. I'm honestly a little upset you even brought that up. I understand and I realize, but hey, somebody's got to do it. You know, somebody's got to bring up the tough conversations that we may not want to have. But hey, I can guarantee you 29 other front offices in the league are probably conspiring on how they can get Bogdan Bogdanovich. And, you know, we need to talk about it, you know, as as the... I mean, shit, we're not arguing with random Memphis people on Twitter. So, hey, somebody's got to bring up the tough conversations. No shade either. I genuinely didn't know that was going on, Logan, until I looked it up, by the way. Like, I went out of my way to look for it, whatever you said earlier in the podcast, and I am just amazed. I, the fact I, both of those people are media credentialed is above me, really. No <laughs> offense, but 
Hey, whenever you get media credentials, you got to leave the Twitter argue at the door. That Come dude's on 40, now. He's like 41 years old. He's like, man, they're just tripping because they got Trey Young leading their team. It's like, you got fucking John. Bro, he said he was. John's going to be in prison in another year. He's not going to be able to help dude, himself. Think about this. That dude said, I'm 44 years old, not a kid. And he also, in his previous tweet, said, I've been hating on Trey Young for six years. You were 38 hating on a 19 year old? What? <laughs> Like, do you not hear yourself? And, and worst of all, it's Christmas Eve and you're going to war on Twitter? Like, on the day on the day of the birth of Jesus Christ, you're, you're beefing with Hawks Fan TV of all people about a teenager. <laughs> Actually, he's not a teenager now. I mean, to be fair, he said he was hating he for was, six years. I mean, bleh. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I... Clearly that clearly that something's wrong with that man's uh, life at home, and I hope it all goes well because, yeah, I, I you know it's rough, it's rough, and uh, it's just it's sad. I'll be honest, man. I Trey Young's been so good lately. It's I don't care. Like I don't. It's like you can just ignore him. Like Trey Young's been one of the five or ten best players in the NBA at this point. Also, like he's been better than Tatum this year. He's been better than like Luca. He's he's been better than most of the guys this year. Um, and I'm just, I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous about Jaw, whoever. I am jealous of the Grizzlies because the rest of their players are better than ours. But I'm, I'm not worried about the number one option because our number one option has been uh, basically the top five, seven, ten at worst player in the league. Um, since about game 10 or game eight in the season or something. So, you know, but uh, to that to that man who, who so courageously asked Jaw, what he thought about his online ranking. Where he went up to a professional athlete who was worth like three hundred million and said, "Bro, they they start bench cutted you." <laughs> yeah, not nah, next like, year. What is wrong yeah, with you as year, a man? If we if we get media credentials, Logan, I'm asking every player start bench cut with comparable NBA players. They're gonna have to revoke the passes before we leave. I don't care. Yeah, that's a uh, that's bad, man. That's that's not great. That's just. I don't know if he's like a long tenure journalist or degree in journalism. Whatever it is, man, you got to be better. <laughs> you got to be better at your job than that. You're not a 22 year old. You're not even Chris Kirshner where you like fresh out of college asking <laughs> questions. You're like, uh, shit. okay. Anyway, sorry. Good news is he will never listen to this because if he did hear this, he would absolutely, uh, he, he would be flaming us and it would be, you know, he'd ruin our Christmas day if you if you listen to this because, you know. But anyway, Jackson, get off the rails there. But yeah, I mean, hey, look, sometimes you just got to do it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, my philosophy is very much similar to yours, although right now I, uh, I'm i leaning towards uh, selling, but not necessarily selling bogey. Like it truly would have to be the the godfather offer type thing you're talking about for me to part with bogey. But I mean, in terms of now, you know, if the trade deadline were tomorrow, it's not. It's in a month, but we'll see. But as far as leaning, definitely leaning towards selling. But uh, I would definitely be looking at deals for Capella and Hunter. You know, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Get off some get off some salary and potentially get some assets back for Capella. I'm really not sure about what Hunter's trade value was, would look like because we heard all offseason that it was pretty much close to zero from Fisher. But then, like, Hunter, like you said this earlier, he really hasn't been that bad this season. Like, I mean, he, he he's kind of grown into who he is. And at this point, like, we as Hawks fans know what he is. But – I don't doubt some team would see, oh, number four overall pick, you know, let's gamble on it. And also, I just don't think he's been that bad this year. I think he's been like a 
serviceable NBA role player. Is he maybe paid too much? Probably. Did the Hawks rely on him for the wrong things? Probably. But in terms of, you know, is he in a vacuum? Is he bad? I don't think so at all. So, yeah, that'd be my yeah. kind of way of looking at things heading into the trade deadline. But obviously, you know, a month ago, a lot can change. I mean, we could be recording a, a trade deadline pod. We did two moves because we just went on a 15-game win streak or something. So That's a little bit optimistic, but, you know. I'm, oh, I'm not yeah, predicting. I'm just saying it, it could happen. <laughs> the only my only not reservation but the thing with trading hunter is we have nobody unless aj griffin comes back from whatever it is he's dealing with currently um like if you trade hunter then the idea would be to have someone like step in for his like and develop if aj griffin is there for that then so be it or if you wanted to like i don't even know there, there's really another option like i actually like um seth lundy but i'm not we don't need to develop him that much. <laughs> Just let him stay on the bench. But um, with Capella, it's pretty abundantly obvious what you do there. Um, you trade Capella, you'd start a Kongu, see what he truly has starting for like a long stretch, playing next to Jalen Johnson. And also, honestly, giving Bruno a little bit of spin because a very little bit of re- that we've seen of Bruno this year, he's been exactly what you would want, a high-energy, physical, rebounding type of big. Um, and... If he can show that, like, if Bruno can show that he's a legitimate backup center, um, then that's that's a very valuable thing for us. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. But for all we know, we win 12 out of our next 17 games or something, and all of a sudden we're kind of like we're out of this depression stage, and we're like, all right, no, we don't want to sell. Let's let's because you gotta keep in mind we are like eight and five when Jalen Johnson is starting. When Jalen Johnson is in there, it just makes things everything work better. So, I am. Uh, Admittedly, expecting uh, just just Jalen to basically fix everything. As unfair as it is, I am kind of just expecting that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely fair. But um, Logan, I kind of want to, I kind of want to talk about some some refing last night. I mean, this is more just personal thing I need to get off my chest. But that non call on that goaltending genuinely might be one of the like worst. And by worst, I don't mean impact on the game. I just mean worst in terms of, hey, you're a ref. How did you miss this? Worst non-calls I've seen in basketball in like a hot minute. Like I, I was very close to straight up tweeting out and saying like, yeah, the NBA is a dying product. And if you want to know why, go no farther than the refing. Like, but I, I held myself back. I stayed composed. But Logan, that was just ridiculous. What did you think about that? It, I mean, you know, it's just, I mean, obviously it sucks because it happened to the Hawks, but I mean, just what? Well, State of what a surprise! Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, it's just more more of the same. These these guys are just bad at their job. Um, I hate to be like the, you know, persecution complex. Oh, the refs are is so unfair to us, but like, bro, it's just it is bad. The refs just I, I swear to you, every game against the Heat, every game against the Celtics, every game against any of these teams, it's like we're just gonna get hosed, and there's nothing we can really do about it. Um. So why why even be surprised? Of course they'd miss a blatant call because why wouldn't they? You know, I mean at they this point it's, it's not even surprising. At this point you're like, oh yeah, they did it again. Like I don't know, it just sucks. Yeah, it's uh, I wish there's some other way to put it, but it's just it's like, what are we gonna do about it? Just we're just gonna bitch and maybe eventually they figure something out, but it's hard to imagine it. Yeah, I mean it's just. It's unfortunate, man. It really is. I mean, I don't feel like that's the reason we lost necessarily, but to say it didn't play a part would just be very disingenuous of me. Like, I feel like that goes for anybody who legitimately watched that game. And also, it just sucks because 
there was that tweet from that guy who was like, look at Jaw snatching Trey's chain to say he's back as the best point guard in the league. And it's just like, come on, man. Like Trey had 30 and 10. And yeah, he kind of, yeah, he might've stat pad at the end towards at the end for it. But at the same time, it's like such a blatant refing call happened. And we're out here giving people accolades. Like Jaw played a great game last night. Like, He's he's playing really well last night. Like ja, he has all ja, the bounce ja, in the world. Jaws still has one. Jaws still one fewer. Uh, still one fewer playoff series in trade. Owned, 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 owned. L ratio, and that shit ain't changing this year because y'all are like nine and twenty. You're even worse than us. Let's go. And, and before y'all say, uh, oh, you play the the Knicks and the Sixers. Just know you play the Timberwolves. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Hold, yep. hold. Yep. Wait. <laughs> Wait, did the Grizzlies? No, the Grizzlies lost that playoff series last year. All right, they got yeah, bounced no. by the fucking Lakers of all teams. Jesus, dude. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, pretty Lakers. Brutal. Clearly, somebody is a little bit uh, a little bit a little bit sleepy. Are, you, hey, are you a little bit sleepy, Jackson? I've had I've been I've been having a good sleep schedule. Y'all should all be proud of me. You know, you know, you know how it goes. But um, <laughs> that's such a lie. No, legitimately, last night I went to sleep at ten o'clock. Don't even troll. Please stop trolling. Please okay. stop trolling. Okay. 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 I won't troll. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> no trolling. Priority. This is a Priority. no trolling podcast, by the way. But um, yeah. I mean, what else do we have to talk about today, Logan? Um, I'm really not. I'm not sure. Like <laughs> the team's bad, man. There's nothing to hype up. Like I can't get excited. I mean, legitimately speaking, personal accolades lies like cannot be overstated how night and day Trey Young is playing now compared to at the beginning of the season. Like I know they're going to do it to him again this year, Logan. So I really do not want to even put any sort of mental capacity into it, but he really should be an all-star. And frankly, he should probably be an all NBA, even though it's a bit early to start calling for that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. If he's not all-star, it'd be obscene. Uh, The truth is they're going to try and tell you Tyrese Maxey's better. They're going to try and tell you that, Tyrese Maxey's better. They're going to try and tell you that Tyrese Halliburton's better. Um, they're going to try and get you to do all these things, but you guys truly should uh, should be voting for Trey for All-Star every single day because uh, the poor guy does, in fact, deserve it. And I would hate to see Tyrese fucking Halliburton start a fucking All-Star game. Tyrese Maxey, at least he at least he scores at a high level. At least he, at least he gets 28 a game. I can res- Or 26 a game. They're really gonna try and say somebody putting up twenty six and six is better than Trey Young. That's that's crazy. That twenty six and six for Trey Young is like a oh, that wasn't that wasn't a very good game. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, Hawks fans, we we understand Trey Young is back to being that uh All NBA level guy, which is very good to see. He's been basically the best shooter on the war in the world. Him and Bogey the last few weeks, so it's very nice to see the, the shot is not permanently broken, which is very good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really care about all-star starters. It just doesn't really matter that much. He, he does deserve it. But if he's not an all-star, then that's just a broken fucking system. But I'm not, I don't think that is going to happen. I do honestly expect he'll be an all-star. All-NBA will worry about that in four months. But I'm actually not too worried about him making the all-star team. Maybe, maybe I'm just in denial, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't even want to get like in tune with the All Star game just for the fact that like I know they're gonna do it again, and I know it's just gonna be the most like BS thing ever. And I know it's gonna be deep into the fourth quarter of the All Star game with the with the uh, what's it called the whatever the ending's called. I forgot what it's called. Elam ending. And Tyrese Halliburton's gonna be dribbling into the paint, looking to pass the ball to Aaron Neesmith in the damn All Star game. Neesmith saved me. I hate that shit, bro. I cannot stand it, but. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, Bro, I'm sorry. It's terrible. I'm sorry. 
if 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 you actually think Tyrese Halliburton is a good a playmaker as Trey Young, just Rogue. you just need to watch. Like <laughs> at, at the end. Of, okay, well, Jesus yeah, Christ. I apologize. That was too uh, far. <laughs> Uh, at the end of the season, you know how the NBA YouTube thing will have like all Trey Young assist videos. I want you to watch that video and watch the Tyrese Halliburton video. So in May, I want us all to do that. Watch the all Trey Young. <laughs> Here's your homework. 2023. And watch all the Tyrese Halliburton assist. And honest to God, tell me which one's more impressive. Because I will put all my money, all my possessions on the world that the Trey Young tape is is one, probably longer, probably has more assist. And two, the main thing. Uh, it's going to be more impressive. In, oh, that's subjective. Nope, it'll be objectively more impressive. Tyrese Halliburton's just going to do his ugly-ass little goofy-looking dribble and just fling it to the corner. And, hey, look, Miles Turner, Aaron Neesmith gets three. Turner's going to manipulate the entire defense to get his guy a wide-open look. And it's going to, like, it's just, you know. We all know who's the best passer in the world is right now. It's not Jokic. It's not Halliburton. It's not Luka. It is, in fact, Trae Young. Um, So, we got that going for us. So, I can appreciate that. Again, not helping us win very much right now, but... <laughs> We take our we take our moral victories where we can. Hey, you know what? We're here for the moral victories, baby. Yeah. Until the Hawks are getting real ones, that's the ones we're taking, fault fellas. Damn straight. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about? All we got right now. Uh, as more rumors come out, we'll probably talk about them individually. Oh yeah, I guess we could touch on I'm the not. rumors. I mean, basically, it's just that the Hawks. I, I are feel frustrated. Like, I mean, we kind of talked about them in like when we did that little segment earlier, so. Yeah, uh, you know, when when there's actual reporting on it, we'll talk about it, but I'm not really buying into anything quite yet. As we get closer to the deadline, I feel like the stove's going to heat up, so we're going to hear a lot more. And, you know, hopefully it's, uh, you know, good stuff for these Atlanta Hawks because Lord knows they need it. Lord knows we need it. I, I can't, I can't yeah. do it. I, I can't do this losing thing, man. Like, oh, man, it's brutal. I really do sound spoiled when I say that, so I do apologize, but. It's just rough, man. Especially when we have you have like decently high expectations for this core, and it's just like so far, just been kind of misery, honestly. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say. I think uh, I think that'll wrap it up for our Christmas Eve special. Christmas Eve special. Uh, on that note, you know, there's still time if you're looking for a stocking stuffer to get. Hawkshawks.com. I mean, patreon.com slash Hawkshawks. There you go. <laughs> One last promo. But uh, yeah, just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. You know, for me and Logan, you know, had the Hawks Hawks podcast. Just want to wish you a happy holidays. Um, if you celebrate, if you don't, that's cool too. Hope you have a good week. Um, you know, thank you for rocking with us. You know, all that jazz, you know, you know, good to be back. Um, check out the Patreon. We have bonus content there. Release an episode earlier this month, so you can go check it out there. And uh yeah, I mean, I also just want to say shout out to my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets for the Gasparilla Vault. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Was waiting on that one. And uh, Logan, I prepared I prepared you a song in the in the heart of festivity. Are you ready? Oh God. <laughs> what do you mean? What no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why'd you say it like that? I I, hold on, I have to pull up the lyrics because I actually <laughs> typed about. So you you talk for a second. Cause I have no idea what the hell you're about to do. Dude, I was feeling the holiday festivities and i decided to um you know ma- make us a little song for the hawks hawks podcast uh would you like to hear it logan i don't have much of choice <laughs> you really don't jingle bells jingle bells jingle all the way <laughs> jalen fell down and broke his crown kyle kuzma laid an egg <laughs>
You had to look up the lyrics for that. Yeah, uh, well, there was more, but I don't know. It's too hilarious to say. So we'll 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 get into this. No, keep going. I I really keep don't going. want. To. I really don't want to. <laughs> you have to keep going. <laughs> Trey dropped thirty and ten, and we, we went all the way. <laughs> but we didn't win, so I, that was relying on us winning, dog. We haven't won in like two games. Yeah, this is the damn lie right there. <laughs> this is the damn lie. This is a fire song. You can all you you can buy this. You can get this on Spotify, by the way. The Hawks talks holidays jingle. All right. Anyways, that's enough. Logan, you got any closing remarks? Happy holidays, everybody. There you go. Happy holidays, yeah. everyone. Uh, we'll be back for our next podcast, hopefully soon. But uh, you know, as always, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever. You know, we'll see y'all next time. As always, thank you for listening. Enjoy your holidays. Enjoy your week. Love you. Goodbye. <laughs>